Hello and welcome back to episode 22 of The Long Halloween. I'm Eva, and as always I've watched Hoovy Halloween again for the 22nd time. I watched it this morning. I watched it like five hours ago. I have no memories of this watch at this point other than my notes. So yeah, it wasn't bad. I don't think I had any strong feelings this time. I have a guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Hope. Um, unlike Aoife, I do not have Stockholm Syndrome with this movie. Um, and I did not enjoy it. I don't know if you remember the Debbie Ryan show, Insatiable. There was like a massive scandal about it when it came out. Yeah. And I did a watch at the time to see what all the fuss was about. And I remember about four episodes in thinking that I was going to stop because it was supposed to be a, like a dark comedy kind of thing. Yeah. And I had not laughed one time during like the entire show. <laughs> like I hadn't even been like as controversial as everyone's making out to be. Mm. Like it's the biggest sin of that show was that it was unfunny uh, and just completely bland. And this movie, I did not laugh once. It reminded me of that. <sighs> this is really interesting contrast. Every single friend from Edinburgh who comes on hates the film. Every single film, every single friend I get who's not from Edinburgh really enjoys the film. <laughs> It's not that I hate it. I just think it was so like it it it, it was a nothing film. Fair I mean, enough. Like it, nothing, nothing. Well, I mean, I've got as as you can see, Aoife, um, I do have notes, but I, it's not like anything was egregiously like I was like, oh my gosh, I would rather shoot myself in the head than continue watching this. It's just it wasn't like entertaining. Yeah, I I mean I get that. I was I think on the first watch I was very much like it's fine. Mm. Like, it's harmless. I don't think there's anything particularly, like, transgressive about it, other than the, like... I do think it's a, it, it is a very good... I've, I, I say this quite a lot. I think it's a very good sort of unpacking of the trope of mentally ill serial killers. Mm. Like, there's some shot... I know you're quite into horror, so you're going to be the first person who actually recognises these references. But there's a lot of shots that, like, directly echo the Halloween films and... Yeah other stuff like that so uh, yeah the, the thing i did notice um like at the beginning was like all of the kids in the masks from the scream franchise because i mean scream is my favorite horror movie um uh, and so that's what like stuck out to me like obviously there's a very big visual reference of hmm. that uh, and of course the whole the call is coming from inside the house thing not necessarily that's not scream but um that that kind of like urban urban myth sort of yeah there is a film about that isn't there yeah i think is it black christmas yeah, I think it is. But I think yes. Black Christmas does it, but I think there's another one that explicitly the whole thing is there's someone wearing a camouflage costume hidden in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing about it on a podcast at some point, and I like, can't remember the name. But to be fair, like, there's... I I do have a thing where in primary school, in, like, year six, I don't know what the Scottish equivalent of year six is, like the last year of primary school, there was someone who, like, despite being 11, had seen most famous horror films but would kind kind of tell me plots that were wrong so yeah. until really recently i thought the hills had eyes was about something entirely different than like cannibals or whatever it's about yeah i mean i yeah so you were you put on your story the other day um how you'd watch paranormal activity and into yeah. it totally freaked you out yeah and i was like i'm kind of that scary what I didn't mention when I was messaging you was that I watched it when I was 11. Um, <laughs> I think... I was that, 
I was at my friend's sleepover, um, and like there was a group of us, and we were all like cuddling in one bed, and we were watching Paranormal Activity, and they all found it terrifying. And they, every time anything scary happened, I was just laughing. I think one time I screamed, and that's when like the guy gets like thrown at the camera. Oh, I couldn't even look at. Actually, no, I because I I I was so spooked at the film. I like was like, okay, I'm gonna. I, the, my Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi on my iPad, which I was watching it on, crashed ten minutes before the end of the film. Yeah. So I was like, whilst it reloads on my iPad, I'm gonna quickly Google the synopsis and check what happens. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I know she's gonna jump at the camera. I'm gonna not look at the screen. Yeah. Well, that's like so. I didn't really. I was eleven. I didn't really have wikipedia or anything but um yeah that was like the bit that i like i yelped at because obviously like a massive jump scare mm. but everything else that i imagine you think like the really they they would scream at and i would laugh yeah um, and that's kind of been quite similar now so jo- my flatmates and i have been watching um the scream tv show we watched the movie together mm. uh, and then we started watching the show and uh george is really funny because he like like he, he started like sticking between chris and i so he could hold our hands with the bits <laughs> Um, but then one time Chris was through in his room doing something different and George and I were watching an episode of like the TV show and someone dies rather gruesomely and George screams like absolutely like hits the ceiling screen and uh, I just absolutely cackle uh, in response to his scream and then when we uh, we see the Chris um, we see the Chris later like did you hear us and he was like oh yeah we heard you <laughs> <laughs> So uh, just like from another room could hear us screaming and laughing. So that that's my um, horror watching experience. But yeah, before we jump into talking about the movie, well, this is about the movie, but does Adam Sandler have frosted tips in this? Like, I think he, it's more noticeable in the final scene. Like when... I noticed it right at the beginning. He definitely does. Like, because yeah. I... I, I like on like the first watch i only noticed it in like that very final scene i was like oh is this a character change he's made in like that year between like the disgusting tv kiss and next halloween yeah but like no he does have them the whole thing through it's just not like obvious like oh my god on a slight tangent i was in forbidden planet yesterday because i was looking for a specific comic book that i couldn't find but um they they had a pop vinyl figure of guy fieri Yeah, they're not like proper Guy Fieri, like frosted tips. No, it was. They're not. They're not in your face. But I noticed them in the first scene, and I kept noticing them throughout the movie. They are upsetting. I'm gonna mention that Aoife and see if she's noticed. I don't think I've brought them up yet. Like I haven't mentioned. Like visually, I haven't mentioned much about him other than how disgusting his mouth is. Oh yeah, the way he jets his chin forward. And also, there's a lot of close-up shots of his mouth, which are particularly upsetting. To me, at least. <laughs> That's the real horror. Yeah. I mean, visually, there's... I, I mean, in my notes I've got here, there's projectile vomit. Oh, the um, classic. I, I project... The line, I'm making the kids' costumes out of tinfoil because I'm old school, Teresa. I don't know why that resonated with me. I feel like it'll become a TikTok audio at some point. <laughs> um, Canadian resident of uh, Canada. Um... Pubie, I have right dead. It's like not pubie, and then I'm drawing like a skull, like the skull emoji. <laughs> it had me dead, uh, except it didn't. I didn't laugh. <laughs> when the police officer is in his like his squad car, and he's got that call through, like, oh, this guy's escaped from the asylum, mm. and he is um, like he he's coming to pay a visit to 
like his old hometown maybe yeah and could you not testify against him and that seems like it's like a bit like yeah, i was like this is very subtle exposition and like foreshadowing although that never really paid off in terms of did you not testify against him you think that the, the cop will get um you know shanked but then he doesn't well like, um, we we never find out what richie hartman's crime was and like very much i feel like all of the him getting a call the seeing him escape is trying to set him up as as the big bad of the movie but it's a red herring but it's actually and this is this is like a thing i i've mentioned once or twice but it's challenging our preconceptions about the mentally ill in in horror films by yeah. saying we assume we we don't we never hear that he's done anything bad but we much like officer steve we assume that he must have be like awful but also we know that he the the guy who escaped is one of hubie's only childhood friends yeah so i don't know if he should if he's even like rightfully locked up this is something like i noted today there's a fair chance that he probably like the uh officer steve and like all these others probably bullied hubie and richie when they were like at school together so like hmm that's here's the thing i've got this written down in my notes again um where is it? And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. Because, uh, Wal- not Wal- what's his real name? Walter's real name. I don't refer to him as a real name. I refer to him as Walter Lambert or just Buscemi. Oh, you mean Steve Buscemi? Or do you mean the character's real name? I meant the character's real name. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so Walter and um, Richie, they mm. were 100% like, they're gay. Yeah. <laughs> they're in love. Uh, I Again... They're doing some kinky shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good for them. Maybe not in public. Maybe take that back to your mm. shared accommodation. But I mean, good for them. I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I, I've also got. Why is this town? Why is this whole town abusing a man who's like clearly intellectually challenged? Mm. Um, and then immediately after, in the notes, it says, "Oh, because he's a snitch." Fair enough. Because <laughs> um, that's we just like snitched on people to the court, which I've gotten in my notes above that. Hubie's a snitch. And then um, I was like, why are all these kids, like, trying to, like, murder this man? And I was like, oh, because he's a snitch. Fair. You know? It's and a... then later on in the movie, when he goes to the teen's party, and they're all like, we're going to kill you. <laughs> and I was like, that's a bit extreme, you fucking sociopath. And then I realized he was getting in the way of their underage drinking. And as a Glaswegian, I understand that that's a bad idea. Um... But would you, if someone walked into, like, a party, would you literally, as, like, the demonic Pennywise child says, I'll beat you with a tire iron? That feels a bit... Like, I do... I think, yeah, I I haven't mentioned Hoovy being a snitch, but he really is. He feels, like, very much similar to the character of young Sheldon. Not old Sheldon. Only young Sheldon, who is a snitch. I've not really watched Young Sheldon, so I can't comment on that, but that is something that I noticed throughout the movie, is that Hubie is, he's someone who's very much driven by his own moral compass, Mm. Um, and while usually that's commendable, he's also a snitch. Well, (laughs) it it might link to the fact that Adam Sandler and Kevin James are both Republicans. (laughs) So you've been watching this Republican propaganda for the past month? Don't alienate my 50% of American viewers from Texas. <laughs> hey guys, um, Texas boy. Um, I mean, we, we know... Oh, we... 
when he's when he's less than the neighbours that are mean to him, the Epsteins. <laughs> well, it's a common Jewish surname. Yeah, I know, but mm-hmm. also yeah. like. In that same scene, they're like, oh, his dad chased him around with a tennis racket. And that feels like abuse. And they're just joking about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not ideal. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm really just going through my notes here. And the whole thing is, I, I, literally the first time that we see Walter, I've got Walter is sweet, but I'm calling it he's sus. And then... <laughs> immediately after i wrote that was when he was like anyway if you hear any screaming coming from my house just like ignore it and then i feel so, like all caps three exclamation points sus <laughs> again <laughs> point proven so there, that's that's what i picked up on quite early on in the movie yeah. also hubie's mum in the right arguably those people are dicks <laughs> yeah like i think hubie's mum is I'm not gonna say the most. Co- I think murdering a teen, a teenage boy for being yeah, a teenager day. was a bit far. But the others are like, also like, my God, the 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 couple, like, I'm yeah. just gonna like, this is this is one of the ones where I'm gonna like just fully like, hate on this film. I've I've been yeah. nice to it for twenty episodes or so. I can hate on it today. Yeah. Like, what what is it with the the like straight couple who hate each other joke? Is that still a thing in 2020? Straight people aren't okay. Um, they, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, no. They, I mean, have, I don't know if you've seen Daniel Sloss's jigsaw, but in it, he, it's like this whole thing about how you shouldn't just remain in a relationship because you're afraid of being alone. I feel like that's what a lot of the hecks do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much of our media is just, oh, yeah, it's normal to be completely miserable in your relationship. It's normal for your partner to drive you completely up the wall. My wife. <laughs> Uh, it's like it's normal for the, the husband to be completely useless um, so I think that people just kind of like tolerate that mm-hmm. um, I'm on to my second page of notes um, so who's the, the dick the, the guy that comes up with puby what you mean you mean Mr. Landolfo Landolfo yeah oh. um, so at his dad's funeral um, I think it's the priest that says to Hubie, um people don't uh, sorry he's like <laughs> when he was like why are you having a funeral like on halloween and then the priest is like people don't have uh, people um like, people die, die every day dummy yeah. to quote the but line they have a funeral the day they die no typically like a week or two after they die yeah that I mean, yeah you know, I think halloween isn't like a like a holiday that you would take off in terms of funerals um but then when he says even if I, even like April Fool's Day, my sister's funeral was on April Fool's Day, so I took a note of that. Oh god. Yeah, she also died on Friday thirteenth. Oh boy. I know. I mean I guess as Hubie is Jewish, as I've brought up a lot of times in this podcast, I've I've yeah. gone into deep dives trying to understand the film depiction of Judaism. I've even bought a book about Judaism to try and I learn more. Uh, he is um, which is why some of the inconsistencies feel strange to me. Well, I think the thing about, I mean, Judaism is it's a religion wherein there's a lot of debate, hmm. and you're encouraged to have a lot of debate, so I think that's why there, there may be some inconsistency, inconsistencies on that front. Oh no, yeah, definitely, because I was, I, I, I was reading about the fact that there's a massive debate in Judaism about whether or not it's okay for Jewish people to celebrate Halloween. 
Yeah. But like, I guess like the fact that he's Jewish and he doesn't celebrate a lot of the main holidays is why he brought up April Fool's Day, because it's yeah, maybe yeah. It's not like he could, I guess. As be- it's not like he's talking to a rabbi and could be like Hanukkah or yeah another. Well, that's the thing is that earlier in the movie when he does say uh, when he's like listing ho- when his mom's like Halloween's always been your favorite holiday and then he starts listing holidays that like are out so he's like well I'm Jewish so it can't be Christmas or Easter. Um, and it's like, well, I mean, there are Jewish holidays. It could be mm-hmm. Hanukkah, it could be Purim, it could be Passover. And there's so, literally a Jewish holiday that is kind of, it has the whole costume thing that Halloween's yeah, got. Purim, no, yeah. Just, yeah, and so there's, you, you dress up and you eat lots of sweets and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's the kind of celebration of Easter. And also based on the names that he lists in like the other families who are nearby, it's a, it's not like, it's, yeah, it's, it's a fairly Jewish neighbourhood. I'm just going to look up Salem's uh, religious statistics. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've I've cut ties with Salem in last episode in my 10-minute rant about the world's true Halloween capital. Where is Halloween town, of course? No, it's, it's Anoka, um, Minnesota. Anoka, Minnesota is the world's official Halloween capital. That's so weird because no one would think that. It's because they were the one of the first places in the world to have a Halloween parade. Oh, well, you learn something new every day. Maybe I would know this if I'd watched the post- podcast. If you hadn't put the spoiler warning on. Mm. Oh, okay. Do they not have a religious demographic section of? Come on. But while you look this up, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a tangent. For those of you who know Aoife and I. We both do MUN together, that's how we do each other. First of all, as uni students, I have to say, there's a lot of talk of sharking freshers in this movie. Oh boy. And that's even more concerning in a high school setting. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Yeah, Yeah, it comes up several times that uh, people make comments about other people going after freshers, particularly um, Karen Barr's character. Um, And then the other thing that relates to MUN is that you know the, the... scene where he's calling up the radio show but he still has the radio on so that is that kind of like loop yeah i'm still hearing his voice and it like echoing um so that is just mun when people move to the discord but they don't uh, mute their zoom <laughs> that's what online mun is like um but yes that's my mun comparison and it's very concerning how often they they, they talk about sharking pressures <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable i can't find anything about salem's like religious breakdown it's probably just you know such a puritan um apparently like it's got it's got a long salem. history of having having jewish people there but speaking of salem um i don't know how familiar you are with the crucible let me just say right now on the on the air um that Found John it. Proctor was a fucking dick and Abigail Williams was a victim. There you go. That's my crucible, not hot take. Um, so uh, 2.61% of um, Salem, Massachusetts is religiously Jewish. But right. then there might be more who are culturally Jewish because only 60% of Salem is religious. Yeah. Well, I'm 0% of them are Protestant. Because they're all the like subtypes of Protestant. This website doesn't list them as. I was, I was gonna say like, let me get a plane ticket real quick. Forty six percent of them are Catholic, of of the religious population. Yeah, I mean, I guess they don't have sectarianism as bad in in America, you know. <laughs> I mean, I. 
like they've only had like what two cat what isn't joe biden if he wins next week gonna be like america's second ever catholic president I didn't realize Joe Biden was Catholic. I knew JFK was Catholic. No, because I'm pretty sure he is. Because I know Bernie Sanders would have been the first Jewish, Jewish president, obviously. And, um, I think Joe Biden's Catholic. Um, who's the guy that ran against Obama? Mitt Romney. He would have been the first Mormon president. Uh, oh boy, we're not going to comment on that. Um, that right. First Tro- lady and the second first lady and the third first lady. <laughs> It does, uh, does, does it doesn't have like an, an okay early life it should say if he was raised catholic he he's yeah, yeah the, he's his family were catholic so he's catholic yeah there we go i'm trying to avoid mentioning the election as much as possible <laughs> well you brought a politics student on so you it. my last ever guest am i your last guest well, I'm I'm kind of tempted on the last episode to just set up a Discord server or a Zoom call and just be like, if anyone wants to come and I'm going to be on it for like half an hour, if anyone wants to come and say goodbye to the podcast. <laughs> wait, wait, but it's only the 28th. I thought you were doing this like every day until Halloween. Yeah, but like, I don't have any more guests. Oh, right. Okay. So is it just me now? Oh, it's on. just, you're the last one then. The last three days are just me. But I kind of that I feel like that it it was about a week until I had my first guest, so there should be a little run at the end where it's just me. That's alright, yeah. I I guess another thing that I picked up on throughout the movie, and I, again I've not listened to the previous episodes because we said there was going to be a spoiler warning. Um, so I don't know if you've mentioned this before, but Cameron Boyce, um, mm. the actor, was supposed to be uh, one of the bullies. He was supposed to be the Karen Bars role. Yeah. Um and. He was obviously he worked with Adam Sandler in Grown Ups and Grown Ups Two. He played his son. Um, who who Adam Sandler I believe in that film broke his leg violently. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so Cameron Boyce and Adam Sandler like have a like a, a relationship, and um, there was and uh, the, the end of the movie had a tribute to Cameron Boyce, and there's a lot of cameos from his former like his, his, his Jesse and his friend. Uh, in the movie which i think is like quite clearly like a tribute to him because mm-hmm. he that he was supposed to be in it um, yeah i think you know that's quite that's quite sweet i just thought i'd brought, bring that up you know technically the film's dedicated to two people is it who's the other person um it's a woman who let them film in her house <laughs> um and i guess she died whilst they were making it oh wow but yeah his is particularly sad because obviously and he's i mean i enjoy a lot of the stuff he did i love the descendants films i've never seen them oh they're so cheesy and bad but they're great (laughs) and also they all have really cursed like remixes of classic disney songs as well as the original songs so like in the original there's the be our guest which is and then they cut it from the second and third films but there are they're on the soundtrack um the really cursed version of what's the one in the second one I think it's poor unfortunate souls. Yeah. Little Mermaid isn't my like the a Disney film I've I know much about. I've only seen it once. Despite it being based Thanks. And it's also based on a Scandinavian thing, which is kind of meant to be my thing. Um from Denmark, isn't it? Yeah, Hans Christian Andersen. Any any Danish thing I just start like going into. Well, I might actually be writing about Frozen 2 for my dissertation, so... Oh my god. 
Well, about how Frozen 2 represents the depiction of the Sami people in cinema. Because obviously the Sami people are the indigenous people of Northern Europe. Also, like, probably not enough academic writing on the topic, unfortunately, in Swedish. But this is this is not a podcast about my dissertation. This I is... mean, ultimately, you can just watch the movie and over and over again, and you can look at, like, academic writings on the Sami people. Yeah. And just do a comparison. But also, it would probably be bringing up other sort of indigenous peoples as representations in screen. So Moana. Ooh, yes, I f- Brother Bear. Brother Bear, yeah. Brother Bear is a weird one because Disney doesn't have a single film with people of colour in it where there's no animal shape shifting. Or animal companions. Okay. <laughs> you got me there. Like, um, okay, I think the animal ca- companions bit is fairly standard for Disney movies. Yeah. But even if you even if you like take away the the animal the animal companions thing, there's only like Pocahontas and maybe Hunchback. Mulan. Uh, I mean, not in the new one. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I know there's not in the new one. There, but no, there's a shapeshifter in the new one. If we're talking about um, like Disney's depictions of people of color, I mean, there's Mulan, Pocahontas. Lilo and Stitch. Um, Lilo and Stitch is the good one, though. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, Moana. Technically, El- <laughs> technically, Elsa is half indigenous. This is true. Yes, Moana. <laughs> um, they yes. just came. To- well, you know what? It happens to the best of us, you know. Oh, uh, if you look at a picture of my dad, cause, like there's a picture of my dad holding my brother when he was a baby, and it looks like a printer ran out of ink. Like, that's honestly what it is. This um, is going to be the episode where people stop listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in fairness, we've come this far. We've um, come this far. At this point, we're not even talking about Hubie Halloween. We're talking about, you know... The, yeah. The oh, there's one last thing I want to mention before we stop. And this is um, in, like, the funeral scene. Like They're like, oh, the family's invited you to a luncheon at the captain's table. And I was like... There's a lot of actual product placement in this film and a lot of actual Salem locations uh, depicted. Is the captain's table a real restaurant? And this took me down a a, a hole. So there are many captain tables in America. The one in Salem doesn't have its own website, but I found it on TripAdvisor. Okay. It's, I I then went to the location that that told me on Google Maps on my phone, on, on, not actually went there, but went on the map. And there's nothing there on the map. <laughs> then I went to the website that was linked in the TripAdvisor. And that took me to a Thai website selling hats. So I don't... It, it might have been... It may have been shut down, like, because of the pandemic. That's quite possible. Yes. But, but then it, why would it take you to a Thai website selling hats? They may have misspelled the website address. I like to think it's some big conspiracy. That's more exciting. Adam Sandler's I mean, yeah. doing something. Allegedly. I can't... Allegedly. We we have to stress. Anything I say about Adam Sandler is alleged. Yes. He can't um, sue me if I say that. I mean, are there things we can say that aren't alleged? His name is Adam Sandler. I mean, we've said he's Jewish. He's Jewish. He, 
he made a film called Hoobie Halloween, objectively. That's the films in which he um, starts dating or getting married or gets married to women who are far more attractive than he is. Um, his movie, his movie Hoobie Halloween made me laugh uh, zero times. You're the person who's laughed the least because even Harry laughed at it a couple of times. When did Harry laugh? Um, uh, the first scene uh, with Ben Stiller, he found that quite entertaining. Mm, no, I remember being like, ooh, Ben Stiller. Um, but, <laughs> like, beyond that... <laughs> Watch one, I didn't think that was Ben Stiller. It took me two watches to realise it was. I think he was, he was reprising a role. Um... No, it's no, it's a role from Happy Gilmore. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. Speaking uh, of Happy Gilmore, I saw... I it, Whilst I was uh, in Food and Planet yesterday, they also had a Happy Gilmore pop vinyl figure. And, and another one of... Um, um, Billy Madison, the other one he's in, they they also had one of that, and they, they look identical because pop vinyl figures are so generic. Yes. Don't sue me. Actually, no. Like, there's there's a big community I, of people. I think, that, I think that pop vinyl has bigger fish to fry than your podcast. No, but their fans might not. Oh, this is true. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, pop vinyl won't sue you, but you will get cancelled. Okay. Oh, there's worse things. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna publish. I'm publishing a blog post on Saturday about how. The witch hunts weren't primarily about sexism. That's what's going to get me cancelled. I mean, I did a course about it and wrote an essay for it about for uni last year and got like a decent grade on it. So I don't think it's a wrong interpretation. Fair enough. But um, has which like episode do you think has been the has someone said something that has been the most controversial? Like, if you if one episode was going to get you cancelled, which episode would it be? Um, probably this one for all the politics. I mean, I'm gonna, in the last episode, I, I obviously am going to have to address the upcoming election. And I it's gonna be fun trying to do that in a way that doesn't get me cancelled by somebody. Just, just go back to Disney's terrible representation of people of colour. Exactly, that that's probably gonna be cancelled by someone. Their obsession with only representing people of colour in movies where they will turn into a non-human entity at some point. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and on that bombshell at disney what's up with that <laughs> at disney what's up with let me share this link real quick like once this goes like when, once you post this i'll just i mean i tag adam sandler anytime i do anything like post anything to instagram i tag him and i tag netflix he hasn't said anything I also posted a link to this in the official hubie halloween subreddit to all 50 of the people following it well, you know what? Um, if everyone is six degrees of separation from everyone else, I mean, we just need to figure out like who the right people are for one of us to like get connected to either Adam Sandler, like the CEO of Netflix, or someone else involved in this movie, and then then I can attention to us. Well, uh, and then I can pitch them my sequel to this film that I, I'm writing. What's, oh my god, what's your sequel pitch? Well, I can't. Well, I mean, so now that I've discovered that there is another town that is even more into Halloween. And also, I've previously discovered that Salem is actually kind of controversial, the whole Halloween thing. There's a lot of people who think that the town shouldn't be capitalising on Halloween. Also, his mum's still alive. So I kind of like the idea of um, the mayor of Anoka dies. And at the same time, they they dis- um, something happens in Salem, which means that Halloween gets really unpopular. Hubi flees to Anoka, where they've invited him to become their mayor. Maybe he he did a really bad coronavirus response, so 
<laughs> He's been kicked out of Salem. You know what it is? It's that the the mayor of Anoka had a terrible COVID response, and he caught COVID and died. And Adam Sandler or Hubie managed to completely lock down Salem and get it back to nor- uh, normal New Zealand style. And so Anoka's like, "Oh my God, what are we gonna do?" They look to the the Ersatz Halloween capital, and they're like, "That guy, we need to bring him in for ca- crisis management." And he goes in to, <laughs> to help. That's- oh, but I kind of like the idea that that his mum is the one who kills the mayor. And that's like, so like, she's there now, like secretly from the shadows, helping his career progression. Mm, I mean, do you know what it should be? It should be Hubie running for president. I mean, my previous guest, uh, Max, did suggest that uh, number two is him uh, sort of taking over America and number three is him taking over the world. Interesting. I mean, it, it could be that his mum turns off uh, the mayor's respirator and... <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> just like let me flip that switch real quick let, let me take this out and uh, plug my phone in hope that wasn't anything important <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh god then... we've been going for 33 minutes this is officially the longest episode you know me for concise and my vocabulary I should I'm, I, it's a good thing I stopped editing these properly because this would be a solid two-hour edit if I was. Don't worry, I don't do that anymore. It's gonna. Uh, maybe you should. <laughs> oh, it's no, because editing is effort. I'm I'm too tired. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna do the outro now. So ve- thank you very much for coming on. Do you have anything at all you want to plug? That's an obligatory thing I have to ask as a podcast host. So, uh, in my capacity as the Edmund Publicity Officer, (laughs) as per usual, I will plug Edmund. You're the second person, because Harry plugged it as well. He's trying to steal my job, Jesus. (sighs) These bloody Americans. (laughs) Um, So, come along to Edinburgh Mall, the United Nations. It's good crack. We're having a Halloween-themed fun month this upcoming week it's um vaguely themed on well i say vaguely it's literally themed on him versus a nightmare before christmas um i don't know if you were there when i explained it you thought um i i think i joined as you were explaining but also i was dying last night so fair enough so i won't i won't take up more of your podcast time we can talk about it after we've stopped recording yes of course uh, and the other thing I would like to plug in terms of Maldi UN is I'm, we're running an election predictions competition. Uh, the details are on your Facebook. Oh, prizes up for grabs. I need to join the and society. Have, yeah, you need. Well, you don't need to join. You need to join the society to win a prize. You do not need to to, to join the society to enter the competition. And in that situation, you can just win bragging rights. Yeah, but I want to run for office at the end of the year, so I might as well join. Yeah, well, there, there you have it. There you have it. Actually, we'll, we will be having an EGM on the 14th of uh, November oh. to uh, replace our dearly departed. Um, you don't. Sorry. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I'll, I'll link all this in the description. I'll link the Facebook page in the description. So if you if you're in Edinburgh, or even if you're not, because everything's online at the moment. Oh, so okay. if yeah. you want to join us uh, this year, you can. I I've been doing MUN for three years. It's very fun. Very enjoyable. And with that, that's I'm gonna do my usual plug. So if you've enjoyed this, follow me on Instagram, on Twitter, 
follow the podcast. They're linked in the description. Um, you can uh, in- interact with the podcast in whatever way you can. Like it, comment, um, follow it. Whatever you- the platform you're on lets you do. Um, it's the only way that algorithms will promote it. Um, if you want to financially support me in the content I'm creating so I can create more stuff like this if you enjoy it, I've got a Patreon, which is linked down in the description too. Um, is that everything? I think so. This has been episode 22 of The Long Halloween. I've been Aoife, and I'll see you in hell.